Welcome to Off The Hanger, the fashion podcast where we delve deep into our guests' wardrobes, finding out their favourite fashion pieces and the stories behind them. This week's guest is incredible fashion stylist Raven Roberts. But before we get started, if I could possibly ask a little favour, if you could maybe like, subscribe, comment, follow, leave a rating, any of that good stuff, it would be much appreciated. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being on Off The Hanger, Raven. It is lovely to talk to you sitting in your wardrobe or closet, should I say? Yes, I call this my office, as a lot of people like to call their closet offices. So I film in here. And then, of course, this is where my main wardrobe is. It looks Fabulous. Now, you are an incredible stylist. The work on your website is just amazing. As a fellow stylist, I was having a look through some of your work and I was like, we've got real shoot envy. You've worked on some amazing things. Thank you so much. I've been styling now for over 10 years. So it's kind of like mind blowing to think about it and to think about all the things that I have done. And then, of course, to just dream of things that I'll get to do. <laughs> and were you always into fashion? Did you love fashion as a child? I loved shopping. <laughs> so all the people who say they're like, oh my gosh, I used to like sew all these outfits and all of these things. That, was, that wasn't me. I love to be at the mall and I love to shop. And I feel like it was in my blood, in my DNA. My mother has told me one of my first words was mall. One of my first outings as a baby was to the mall because none of my clothes fit that they had at the house. So we had to go to the mall to buy the clothes. She went into labor at the mall. So it was just in my DNA to be a shopper. And that's majority of my job is to have to pull clothes or to shop for clients. So I feel like I was trained to do this. This was in destined to be, if you will. It sounds like it's your spiritual home. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And do you have an earliest childhood memory? My earliest childhood memory when it comes to a piece of clothing and actually shopping is with my godmother. We were walking down, I think, Melrose. So I'm from LA originally. And we stopped in the Betsy Johnson store. I don't know if Betsy Johnson ever made children's clothing but she bought me this red, like button down, long sleeve dress. I was no more than five. Okay. And I loved that dress, but it's one of my earliest like shopping experiences, clothing moments. But it, I just remember it so vividly of us just happening upon this store and she being like, okay, we'll pick out something. And then it was this Betsy Johnson dress that I got to get at like four or five years old. You see, that's such an apt thing as well. Like as a mom, I would never do that with my son. But if I was with my niece or nephew, I would totally do that with them. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> do you tend to hang on to clothes? Have you got an oldest thing in your wardrobe? I do hang on. on I do hang on to clothes. I would say um, the oldest thing in my wardrobe, because I am a thrifter as well, is push back a little bit. So I would say the oldest thing in my wardrobe, because I am a thrifter, and I had to think about it, like, I think this is the oldest thing in my wardrobe, is this fur. I am a fur girly. I love me a good vintage thrifted fur. Um, but I believe this is from like the seventies or eighties and I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. It's Fox and I just love it to death. I saw it, I think at a 
No, my mother gave this to me. She had thrifted it, um, bought it secondhand, and then I told her I wanted it, so she gave it to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that is absolutely nailing the current mob wife aesthetic trend. <laughs> oh, we've been doing it for uh, the last few years. I love me a good fur. I have at least four or five in my collection. So <laughs> I love it. And I love that it's a vintage as well. Something that, you know, it's not that you have bought a brand new fur. It's that you've got yeah. something that's yeah. thrifted that otherwise would be just sitting there, potentially going to waste. And it looks like it's in beautiful condition. Oh, it's an impeccable condition. That was one of the reasons why I was like, I need to have this in my wardrobe. Because um, sometimes, especially when you thrift things, the pelts can be tearing away from the body and whatnot, or it can be shedding excessively. This one was in impeccable condition. So especially when I lived in New York and it got way colder than it does here in Texas, I was like, oh yes, I need to bring this back immediately. Okay. Right now. <laughs> Thanks so much. Because <laughs> they do really do the job when you have a, a good um, fur. It really does keep you warm. They are like exceptional warmth. They are so good, especially for very cold climates. I feel like you could just wear one on the whim if you want to, but you are going to be hot because like you said, they keep you warm and nice and toasty. And so during fashion week and whatnot, it was the perfect piece because you didn't have to put on a bunch of layers underneath and then make your outfit more bulkier than it would it needed to be. But they're great. I believe that everyone should have like a good black faux or faux. If that's what you want, a fur or a faux if that's what you want, and a good brown one. Those two colors, and you'll be good to go with any outfit. And I imagine that really turns some heads. What would you say is the piece in your wardrobe that gets the most compliments? The most compliments, the most compliments lately, I would say, lately I've gotten, let me move back. Lately, the most compliments I've gotten was on this dress. I posted it online with a get ready with me and it kind of like flares out at the bottom, flares out its sleeves. I put a slip under it and everyone loved this dress. I got so many compliments. People were like, oh my gosh, the fit, the the print, the sleeves, everything. And this is one of the newer pieces I've added to my wardrobe. And I love her down. Like she's such a good fall floral because sometimes florals can read to spring. And I love how fall and like winter this one is. So yeah, this is... I love it. It's such a beautiful print. And I think, especially when you have something that's got that really nice shape, that kind of fit and flare shape, but then is mirrored in the sleeve as well. It just brings all that drama. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love drama. I love a good sleeve drama. And being on the taller end, the sleeves are long enough for me too, which I can rarely find. Yeah. My husband is very, very long limbed. We have a constant battle <laughs> with everything just being too short in the sleeve. <laughs> it's, it's the curse we bear, you know, thankfully some things can get lengthened and other things you just got to deal with it. <laughs> now, what is the newest piece in your wardrobe? You said that one's quite new. What is the newest one you've got? The newest piece in my wardrobe... I think that's the one I didn't grab. Um, let me, because it's probably still in my cleaners bin. So let me go no, grab that really quickly. Again, this is one of the newest pieces because this is from a haul that I did. Because I don't, I rarely shop for like one-off things, like, or I get this one thing. Um, so usually I'm doing a lot of shopping. Uh, but this here 
is an Alexis dress and it has like this ruching on the side. It's a halter neck. I love the print. Um, I got this from a liquidation center as well. So it was an amazing price. And I had been eyeing her for a couple of trips. And it was like, every time I would see her, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then finally I was like, let me grab this dress before it's no longer here. And she fits so well. It does have like a flare at the bottom. So it's fitted in the hips and then flares out. And I really don't have anything with that kind of waistline or um, silhouette. So I was really happy to get her. But the print and everything is just gorgeous. It's so unusual as well. The pleating's fantastic. The color, the halter neck. It's just got all those incredible details. And then the fact that it has a print to it as well. I think if you kind of described that without visually seeing it, going, it's halter neck, it's pleated. Pitch yeah. over the hips, it then flares out. It's got print. You'd be like, "What? What is going on with that?" But yeah. when you see it, you're like, "No, I get it. I really get it. It's very cool." Yes, yes. <laughs> it's nothing one that is not good for, like you said, a descriptive, but you need very much a visual representation. Because when you were talking about, it, I was like, "Yeah, that's a lot in a dress." And then you see it and you're like, oh, wait, no, it's not. It's not that much. It actually worked all together. <laughs> so if you are one of the people who listens to this on Spotify and Apple, do go over to YouTube and then you can actually see it as well because it's yes. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the most sentimental piece in your wardrobe? The most sentimental piece in my wardrobe was actually gifted to me by my dad. I may have stolen it or asked him for it, but either way, he gave it to me. <laughs> it's yours now. That's what matters. And here <laughs> now. It is this Levi's, it's kind of, I don't know if this is like a, what is this called? It's like a flannel lined uh, denim jacket. So he used to wear this fishing and it was too small for him. My dad is like 6'2 now and he was very, a lot thinner when he was younger, but it was just hanging in his garage. And I was like, well, do you have any old pieces that don't fit you anymore that I could have? And so he gave me this and it has like this really cool, he loves Harley Davidson. So Harley Davidson patch across the back. It's super worn in. Um, It's fraying on the sleeves. It has like, you know, sun damage on it, but it's one of my favorite pieces because it's from him. I will never get rid of this. I just know that there are so many memories in this jacket that he experienced on the boat and whatnot. Like he loves fishing. He's, it's not fishing season right now. So he's kind of like beside himself. But this is my most sentimental piece. I don't wear it as much anymore and I need to start wearing it more, but this will never leave my closet. And I think that's the best thing when you get something that's really worn in. I love it when something looks like it's got a story behind it. It's not perfect. It's not pristine. It's not fresh from the shop. There's a tale to that. There's stories. There's places that jacket's been and adventures it's seen. It's just fabulous. Yes, yes. That's why I'm like, I can't ever see myself giving giving it away um, just because I know this was his fishing jacket and how much he loves fishing. And it's a piece of him. You know, he won't be around forever, but I can keep the jacket for as long as I can. You know, if it starts to just like deteriorate and turns into one piece of fabric, maybe I'll just hold on to that piece of fabric. But I don't plan on just donating it or giving away just because. It looks like it's holding up. It looks like it's doing well. I think it'll be still in good enough condition that you can pass it on to somebody else. Yes, yes. That's what I love about vintage clothing. 
they were made to last, honey. I don't know what they thought they were going to go through, but they are made to last. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Maybe it's something that stems from, you know, that kind of wartime era where it was make, do and mend. And so they had to have things of such incredible quality because they never knew what it was going to get put through. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm like, everything that's vintage that I get is in very good condition. A lot of things, jewelry, lasers and whatnot, as long as like moths haven't gotten to it, they look like you could have just bought them yesterday. So it's always worth, I love a good rummage in a vintage shop, bit of thrifting, bit of vintage. I think because it's like treasure hunting, you find the most incredible pieces that nobody else has got. Yes. Yes. You definitely can. I love vintage and thrifting shopping just for that reason alone. Now, what would you say is the piece in your wardrobe that most sums you up? I actually wore something today. So I'll stand up so you can kind of see it. Okay. So I am a set girl and this is a set that I bought a few years back. So I was like, well, let me just wear this because I love a good set. Sets just like, especially a printed set, you can put it on, throw it on. You look so put together. The sleeve drama. I love some good sleeve drama. So I feel like this outfit sums up kind of how all my outfits end up being. There's a little bit of drama. There's a little bit of just elegance and chicness to everything that I wear. And this outfit sums it up all in one. And the main reason I bought this was because of these sleeves. Like they were just... (laughs) And I love the contrast between the sleeves and the fitted bodice. So you've got all of that beautiful drama and incredible fluidity in the sleeve. But then actually the way that the bodice looks like it's been made for you and the skirt looks like it's been made for you really just shows off your figure. And yeah, it's incredible. And I love the print. Yeah, this I found from, um, she's an Indian designer and I watched her show on Netflix and this outfit was actually on the show. And I didn't know she was a real designer because she had a Netflix show. So I'm thinking this is just about some like imaginary woman. And this is just an actress, but she was actually playing herself in the show. And I was like, wait a minute, these clothes are available. Let me find this right now because I cannot. So I bought it on a website that's based here in America. They had to get it made and shipped over. Um, I love this top part because it's elastic in the back. It's like a shearing in the back. So if I gain a little weight, if I lose a little weight, it'll still fit me versus like some other things you just either have to get it let out or you just can't wear it anymore if you start to fluctuate and weight and whatnot. It looks gorgeous. I love it. Love that color on you. It is so vibrant and beautiful. Now, are you somebody who ever has a wardrobe malfunction? Because you look very glamorous and very elegant and very well put together. And I don't know that you can be part of my club. Do you want to join my club? (laughs) I am actually a person who is... Very like awkward. Okay. Like I don't, I can present one way, some kind of way, but I'm actually a very awkward person. So there are times where, you know, the heel isn't fitting quite right or my ankle kind of gives way a little bit. I've had just kind of faux pas and things of just like, okay, this outfit didn't really work the way that I wanted it to work. And I think we all kind of look back at our fashion sometimes and say, what was I thinking in this moment? Uh, And why did I think this was going to work and that this was a good idea to put this outfit on? And sometimes it was just that was the fashion of the times and it's no longer. And other times it was like, 
So I had no friends because no one told me that I looked a mess. That's That's my takeaway from that. It's that nobody cared enough to tell me that that was not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much, I'm like, why did nobody tell me that I look like this and that I should not be taking any photographic evidence of this outfit? No one? Okay. I think, yeah, and I think sometimes it is about just embracing the moment and going, you know, I actually felt good in that outfit. And looking back, was it the best? No, but at the time, I looked really good. It's the outfits that you've worn where you have felt slightly off or slightly uncomfortable, but you've gone with it anyway. I always think they're the ones that come back and haunt you and you're like, I really shouldn't have worn that. (laughs) Very true. There are some times, though, that I put something together and I'm just like, I'm not really feeling my best in this. And then I get the most compliments and I'm like, this wasn't even the best outfit guys. But thanks. <laughs> I love it when that happens. And I think it's such an interesting thing. Other people's perception of your outfit, you know, you can put something together and think, Oh, is this quite right? But then actually when you get that validation from other people, it can really lift your mood. And I don't think we should dress for other people's validation. I think we should always just dress for our own internal selves. But I do think it's, it yes. can be quite nice if you're feeling a bit, ooh, and then somebody's like, oh my God, that looks amazing. Like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I think also we're just our hardest critics. You know, we don't realize that we present a lot better to the world than what we think we do. And so sometimes we can like, think about the small little things, especially as a stylist, I see everything. So I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a stain here. Or there's like a rip here. Or there's a da 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 And nobody else is seeing that, you know? And so I'm kind of like wary of whatever's going on when no one else is seeing the things that I'm seeing. And they're like, actually, I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. Or I had no idea. And so I think sometimes we're our hardest, hardest critics without realizing it until someone steps in to say like, actually, you're good. You look fabulous. I don't see the things that you're seeing. So just strut like you strut, okay? (laughs) Keep pushing. But I love that when people can intervene and kind of save us from our own self-doubt or self-thoughts. I think that is absolutely spot on. I had a very similar incident of this recently where I was wearing a dress. I'd put some tights on with it and they were supposed to be kind of like skin color tights, but they weren't my skin color. They were a really off kind of color. And obviously the rest of me, upper half of my body, you could just see that that was not my skin tone. And all I could think about were these tights. And every time I I spoke to anybody and they went, oh, I like your outfit. All I could do was go, yeah, but my tights are such a weird color. And they were like, I haven't even noticed. I'm like, why do I keep telling them if nobody's noticed? (laughs) Is that we want to tell people before they notice it, so we're like, okay, if I point out the flaw before they will, they'll know that I've already noticed exactly. it and that it won't be as yes. <laughs> And it's like, we had no idea. Like we thought it was intentional or we didn't see that. Or we, you know, especially being stylists, we notice mm-hmm. everything. We have the most attention to detail, especially when it comes to clothes, accessories and everything. So it's like, oh, well, the golds don't match in the jewelry. Oh, no, they don't. And they're like, I didn't notice any of those things. I had no idea. They were like, oh, okay. It's my stylist brain overthinking everything again. I think it's also remembering that nobody cares as much as we do. And I don't necessarily just feel Mm -hmm. that's a stylist thing. I think that's everybody. Nobody else is thinking 
about you as much as you are thinking about you. And it's not a narcissistic thing. I think it's just something that's internally within all of us. So I think everybody else is too busy worrying about themselves and what they look like to be worrying about whether or not my tights are the wrong color or whether or not the jewel is the wrong shade of gold. It's, yeah, we're all kind of too busy thinking about ourselves to be worrying about somebody else. And I think, I'm sure you might do the same actually, that because of my stylist brain, if I do see somebody and they're having a big faux pas, like their label's sticking out or, you know, they're kind of, heaven forbid, their uh, dress is tucked into their knickers, um, I always have to tell them and just go, oh, by the way, just tuck your thing in or, oh, just pull this. I just, I can't help myself. I'm like, I've just got yeah. to say, because I know in that situation, I'd want somebody to say it to me. <laughs> I, I'm that person. I will tuck in a tag in a minute for someone. I would just be like, hey, I'm just going to tuck in your tag real quick. And I just tuck it in and they're like, oh, thank you so much. Or, you know, it's those helping points versus pointing out things that are mm-hmm. wrong. You know, because I've seen, especially living in New York, I've seen a ton of different styles, a ton of different people wearing a ton of different things that are not always aesthetically pleasing to me. I'm not going to come and tell you like, oh, you should do this better. You should change this and da, da, da. Just the little things like you mentioned. It's tucked in. Hey, I don't think you want this showing. We just want to let you know this is happening. But other than that, wear what you want to wear. Have the style that you want to have. That's your business and that's your prerogative. But like you said, I would want someone to tell me if my tag was sticking out or if my underwear was showing and it wasn't supposed to be showing or whatever happened. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's the code. It's just, it's not even necessarily a girl code because I would do it for a guy as well. It's just being a nice human. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> now are you quite a shoe fan do you love a good pair of shoes and what are your favorites i do love a good pair of shoes my favorite pair of shoes are probably my most worn pair of shoes which i don't get to wear year-round sadly <laughs> are these boots i love a good thigh high um, okay same <laughs> i probably i own like two pair of knee-high boots now because I like force myself to buy them and then I have a pair like a few pair of booties but I'm always going to gravitate towards a thigh-high boot unless I have a pant on or a skirt that doesn't allow me to wear a thigh-high boot but if I can this is what I'm going to wear and these are like a suede material not like they are they're suede and I've had these for at least Five or six years now, I bought them at Zara for like a hundred bucks. Okay. Like this is back when Zara was cheaper than what it is now. And I love them down. I wear these constantly in the winter. They're so comfortable, even though they have a stiletto heel. They're comfortable for me anyways. And anytime I can, I'm pretty much gravitating towards these boots. Like they know when winter hits and fall it's their time to shine. We're going out the house. We're doing the things in these boots. And I probably grabbed them more than any of my other pairs of shoes. I'm obsessed. I love a thigh high boot. I'm quite a big shoe, shoe nerd. And a thigh high boot is just top of the list. They're just so good. And I don't know why more people don't wear them. I I agree completely. And actually, I wear them all the time, but under dresses and skirts. So I might have a maxi on, but I still wear my thigh high boots because they're keeping my legs warm. And that's what people don't understand. Like, oh, well, if I'm wearing a long dress, I can just put on, then you can, but you also can put on a thigh high boot. And now you have an extra layer underneath that maxi dress or maxi skirt. Exactly. 
who doesn't want to be more warm? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Definitely in New York and definitely in London, we would definitely want to be yes. more warm. <laughs> Now, is there a piece that you're lusting after, a dream wardrobe item that you don't currently have, regardless of practicality and money and sensible things like that? What would you have if you could have anything? I There's always something that I'm lusting over. I have a laundry list of things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want these things. My list, like when I when money is no object, the first thing I'm buying is a few pair of Christian Louboutin pumps. I have wanted... Christian Louboutin pumps since I was in college. I'm not a person that's going to save up for a, a thousand pair, like a thousand dollar pair of shoes because I have other things that I need to buy and other things in my wardrobe that I need to purchase that are more practical. So I'm like, when I can just drop it and don't have to worry about it, I don't want to save up for it. I just want to just be able to swipe the card for four pairs. Okay. I don't care. That would be the first thing that I immediately going to the Christian Louboutin store. Um, I remember my friend telling me her and her friend went to the Christian Louboutin store and Christian Louboutin was there. And he, she was looking for a new pair of heels and she couldn't find one because she is a brown girl. And so she couldn't find one in her shade. He came out with swatches and was swatching her foot to make shades, browns that would fit brown women and black women. So that's what I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even deal, you know, like you guys. And I, it was like, it was great that he was making the shoe, but I was like, you guys are met Christian Louboutin. Like, I can't even, like, what was that like? How did, like, what was he wearing? What were the things? So I will be buying at least four pairs of pumps in the regular leather, the patent leather and all the things. I know they aren't the most comfortable shoes, but I have learned to walk in heels. So I think I'm good. I've walked in some heels that people have said are very uncomfortable. And I've been like, I don't understand. So, you know, I'm here for a good stiletto and that's what I'll be buying. And have you, I watched a documentary um, years and years ago about the Bhutan and he, if certain celebrities, he has like molds of their feet and he makes them bespoke shoes. So people like Victoria Beckham, that's why she can always yep. run about in Louboutins because they're made, custom made to her feet. So they're comfortable yep. for her yep. feet. That's the dream. That's where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> That is the ultimate to spend enough money to be on the list for the custom shoe mode, okay? That, that, can you imagine? Oh my gosh, that would be epic. <laughs> Do you have a piece of fashion advice to finish on that you would have given to your younger self? Where would you want? Don't try to listen or fit into molds because fashion trends come and go. Fashion trends aren't for everyone, everybody's height, and every lifestyle. So wear what you want so that you feel amazing in your clothes, because that is the biggest thing. You want to exude the most confidence in your clothes, and you want them to represent you year after year. Of course, you're going to evolve, but you still want your wardrobe to reflect who you are in that moment. So don't be afraid to wear the thing. Don't be afraid to buy the thing. Don't be afraid to even try on the thing. And I think a lot of people are afraid to try on things. And I know I was one of that, those people like, oh, that's not going to look good on me. Okay, who's in the fitting room with you? If it doesn't, no one. So just try it on and see, because it might, it might not. But either way, you're no further along than you were before you went in the fitting room. So I would say just try new things, be yourself, 
and express yourself through your clothing. That is exceptional advice. Thank you so much for being a guest on Off The Hanger. You've been utterly fabulous. Thank you for having me. This has been an amazing experience. And, you know, thank you guys for listening. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you loved this episode, please remember to check out some more of Off The Hanger.